It's the time of year when we're all thinking about goals and priorities. Now is the time to plan your next trip. Whatever kind of travel fills you up, whether it's lounging on the beach, connecting with family and friends, or going on a foreign adventure, Expedia has the tools you need to plan a great trip. Download the Expedia app or visit Expedia.com to start planning. You do need to be a OneKey member to use price tracking. Signing up is easy and free. Expedia, made to travel. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at Fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. I'm Oprah Winfrey. Welcome to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. I believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is time. Taking time to be more fully present. Your journey to become more inspired and connected to the deeper world around us starts right now. Over the years, the centuries, so many teachers and poets and songwriters have talked about the significance of knowing yourself. I know we've all heard, to thine own self be true, Shakespeare, or learning to love yourself is the greatest love of all, Whitney Houston. What I know for sure is that in all the talk about loving yourself, you can't begin to love yourself or even be true to yourself unless you know who you are, separate from your ego. So think about this for a moment. You're at home listening to me and taking in the thoughts that I'm sharing right now. And there is an inner space that allows you to perceive these thoughts, little not even a space. I'm just using the word space because there is no other word. There is the ability to perceive what I'm saying and be aware of what I'm saying. That is where the true you abides, in that awareness, in the very center of yourself. And when you stray from that center, you get lost and you make mistakes. I learned this the hard way. Your ego takes over. Everybody has an ego. I used to think the ego showed itself through um, someone being arrogant or stuck up or haughty or the who does she think she is prancing down a red carpet kind of thing. Well, I'm in show business and the business of showing myself. So I'm aware that there's a lot of egotism involved in this business. And I always thought that I had my ego in check until I realize that it's not just the obvious. It's not always acting out or showing off. In 2008, I chose Eckhart Tolle's book, A New Earth, for my book club. Chapters three and four literally changed the way I saw myself and my ego. It changed for me what ego meant. And Tolle says that any identification with form, meaning any identification, identifying with something that is not the center of yourself, that is possessions, material things, cars, titles, social status, or in my case, identifying with the deep desire to be thin. Let's be clear about ego. 
wanting to lose weight or be healthy isn't necessarily ego. It's for me, in this case, the way in which it was done. My ego is on flamboyant display. Now, this is me in 1981 in Baltimore. That's me, the big-headed girl with the afro there. 1981, interviewing Tony Randall down at the Baltimore Harbor. That is the last time I was in the Calvin Klein size 10 jeans until today! That's ego with a pom-pom salute. You know, I actually thought at the time that being thin uh, made me better. Uh, my identification with form, my uh, wanting so desperately to be in a size 10 jean was so prominent identifying with that that shortly after this, I gained five pounds and I was invited to a party at the time by Don Johnson. Remember dreamy Don Johnson? I was invited to a holiday party and I did not go to that party because I thought the five pounds made me too fat, not good enough to be at Don Johnson's party. Sounds kind of sick now, I know. But that's what the ego does. It is, uh, it's a, it, it is sick. It's wily, it's cunning, it's deceptive. It's an imposter imposing on the real you making you often think that you're something that you're not. You're not the shape of your body. You're not your status. You're not your position in life. You're not the car you drive, no matter how fancy it is. You're not your house or your square footage. For all of you right now, here's another way to better understand ego, what I'm talking about. Eckhart taught me this. Everybody try this from home or wherever you are right now. Close your eyes and notice what you're thinking. Notice your thoughts. Now, who is thinking those thoughts? Can you notice that there is a space where you are observing the thoughts and where you are aware of the thoughts that you are observing? Eckhart says, you are that awareness disguised as a person. And when I got that, I understood the difference between my true self and my ego self. Don't go anywhere. More to come after this short break. No two travelers are exactly alike. And that means no two trips should be either. Texas' vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities allow for an infinite number of different travel experiences. Are you a beach person? Well, you'll be having fun under the sun with Texas' 350 miles of coastline. If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies can't get enough of Texas' world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. Enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now, Travel Texas offers a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interests. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Meave. Plus, you can help to support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store 
to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. It was November 15, 1988, the highest-rated Oprah show in our history. 18 million viewers tuned in that day to watch me reveal my new body in a pair of size 10 Calvin Klein jeans. Let me tell you. this morning, as of this morning, 67 pounds since July 7th, 67 pounds and 30 inches from my bust, my uh, waist, and my hips. 7, 12, 11, I think it is. And this, let me tell you, those of you who are starting dieting or dieting a little bit, this is what 67 pounds of fat looks like. I can't, I can't lift it, but I used to carry it around every day. And when you talk about making yourself the best you can be, do, I'm glad I did this for my heart, because my poor heart that had to send blood to all of this, all of this, it, I, it's just, it's shocking to me that it is, it is this, uh, I saw it yesterday, I said, I'm gonna live on broccoli now. <laughs> Four months, not a morsel of food. I, I, I gotta tell you, during that time, I planned a vacation to the south of France. I gave that vacation away to friends. I planned to do um, some other things. Anything that involved being around food at all, I just canceled anything that was gonna put me any place where I could smell or come in contact with food. So some people thought I did that for Stedman. There was certainly a part of me that felt that I didn't match what he was in his physical stature. He's a very good-looking guy. And I knew that when people would see us together, that the first thing they were thinking, I certainly thought for myself that what they were thinking is, what's he doing with that fat girl? So there was a part of me that wanted to look the best I could for myself, but also to identify with form again for the image of what we looked like as a couple. For Stedman, this was all about me maximizing my potential physically. I think that he wanted what was best for me. Obviously, he grew up being an athlete and fit and loves the outdoors and sports and all of that. And he wanted for me to have the opportunity to be in the body and to fill the body in a way that was fulfilling for me, what he believed to be my body's greatest potential. So years later, I met Bob Green I lost weight a different way, working hard, taking in fewer calories, expending more energy. And we wrote a book together called Make the Connection, Bob's idea for the title, not mine. So there we are in the process of writing. We'd sit in a room and we'd be talking and all my journals are laid out on the floor. And I would turn to Bob and I'd say, what's the connection again? Remind me, what is the connection? Now I know that the connection is the connection to the truth, to your true self, and disconnection from the ego self. It is connection to the alignment with that power that lies within. Make the connection so that you don't have to be disconnected and operating out of your false ego self. Operating out of ego means that you're operating out of fear. And operating out of fear means you're always gonna be scared 
and running for your life instead of being in alignment with your life. And I got to say, that's a big lesson. It's about really remaining conscious, remaining connected to that peace and the peace of yourself that knows that you are not the thoughts in your head. You are not identifying with the thoughts in your head or the things that surround you. You are not defined by your possessions or titles or positions in life. That you are aware and live in the space of awareness and are connected to it in such a way that every day you move from the space of peace. So when I lost 67 pounds on that liquid diet, I literally devoted my life for four months to starving. I paid mightily for that choice to step into my ego in such a big way. And you might think that the moment is, oh, there she is, and it looks like I'm really feeling myself. And I am, really, you know, literally shaking my butt on TV, thinking like, oh, yes, I'm thin, I'm so thin, I'm going to be thin forever. Nobody could tell me that I wasn't at the time. The ego is a disassociation from your true sense of self-worth. The ego was my belief that being in those Calvin Klein jeans made me worthy as a human being or more valuable or made me better. And so I have had to pay the price for that moment over and over and over. I literally handed to the world on a fat wagon platter, the story of is she fat, is she thin, is she fat, is she thin. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank. Some things should be boring, like banking. Boring is safe and reliable. You don't want your bank to be entertaining. Entertaining is for podcasts with inspiring celebrity guests, not banks. PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is the service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Inc. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, You'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. The ego is hard to explain because it's not tangible. The best way I ever heard it explained was by Eckhart Tolle when he was on our New Earth webcast. The ego is a false sense of self based on mental concepts. You talk about when a young child first learns to identify my toy. Yes, that's the beginning of ego, when the child 
starts to identify with an external object. And you can see when, when the toy is taken away from a child, the ego has lost something that it had identified with. And then we grow up. And of course, the process continues. You can see, for example, when people are discussing, and if somebody questions somebody's opinion, very often, immediately, they become defensive. Right. Sometimes even aggressive or start shouting. Right. And because opinions, again, is another thing because that people... Because my beliefs. Mind, they identify with the thought they hold, a mental position, and then anybody who questions that mental position immediately becomes your enemy because you believe you're being attacked. You're not being attacked, but the image that you have of yourself, and the, the opinion is part of that, the ego believes it's being attacked. That was a bingo, bango moment for me, I got to tell you. Uh, it's so easy for everybody else to see it in other people. We can see when other people's egos are flaring up. You can see it even in your own children. It's harder to see it for yourself and to call it out. And this is what I do know for sure. The moment you say, oh, that's my ego, that's my ego, like, the, oh, that's my ego, you begin to diminish it. You diminish its power when you can step back in your observer self and notice, mm, that's my ego flaring up. Working to keep the ego in check is an ongoing process for everybody, because we all have an ego and it shows up when you least expect it. Just yesterday, I was doing a shoot and I had flown into a town uh, to do the shoot, and the crew was supposed to meet me as I landed, and the crew was not there. The first two minutes, I was like, well, they should be here. Then they weren't there. Five minutes passed, they still weren't there. And I start to feel my ego rising. Like, how dare they keep me waiting? And I recognized instantly, almost, oh, that's my ego. Nobody is trying to hold me up on purpose. Nobody is intentionally trying to keep me waiting. So something must have happened to cause them to be late. So I stepped out of my ego, observed what was happening in that moment, and let that go. Anytime you're in a space in your own life when you're asking or saying, how dare you, or I'm being disrespected, or this is wrong, or this shouldn't be happening to me, in that kind of energy, it's usually your ego. Uh, it's not okay for people to be late all the time, and it's okay to express that I'm upset that you are late, but it's the way the ego flares and says, how dare someone keep me waiting? The ability to feel the truth of yourself, really, the ability to know the truth of yourself and to have an awareness about yourself is how you start to disconnect from the ego. Because there's the ego and then there's you. And your ability to disconnect and be aware of all the thoughts in your head that are telling you who you should be and what you should do and the roles that you play and what you have and you need to get more and you need to have more and more and more. Because the ego feeds itself on wanting. It's never satisfied. Think about how does the ego show up for you? Because if you're a celebrity, everything is magnified and everything gets larger and bigger. That's why living large is really an accurate phrase. You know, we're just bombarded all the time by images in our modern day culture. Everywhere we look, images telling us that we 
are not enough, that who you are isn't enough. And I am here to tell you that you are enough. And as Eckhart says in A New Earth, do not wait until you're on your deathbed before you start to recognize that no thing, nothing, no material possession, no position in life, no job, no status ever really mattered in terms of defining who you really are. No thing has ever defined who you are. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. You can follow Super Soul on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Super Soul Conversation. Thank you for listening. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. It's hard not to add a side of hot, crispy hash browns to your favorite McDonald's breakfast. It's even harder not to eat said hash browns before you get home. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.